Life Audio. One thing that all successful people have in common. Uh, that one thing that they all share. When we look at successful people, perhaps it's reading a biography or watching a documentary. Maybe it's someone that you know and you've had the opportunity to spend time with. They may have a higher IQ than most. They may have better opportunities. Maybe they had a wealthy, a wealthy relative that gave them something financially or in terms of influence that gave them a head start. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. That's not common to all successful people. All of these may be elements and people come from different backgrounds and still find success. But there is one common element. What is that common element? We're going to talk about this today, but I'll give it to you right up front so you can start thinking about it. The one common element that all successful people have is that they refuse to give up. They just keep going. Not smarter necessarily, not more gifted necessarily, uh, not necessarily with better opportunity, but they just keep going day after day moment after moment, event after event, they get up and they move forward. Maybe they get knocked down along the way, but they always get back up and continue to move forward. This is why for so long I've made the statement that success does not come to the perfect, but to the persistent. Success does not come to the perfect, it comes to the persistent, which is why as I view it, persistence that characteristic of continuing to show up is almost a superpower because so few people are willing to get up and keep moving forward. We're going to talk about that today. And my goal on this podcast today is very, very simple. I just want to be an encouragement to you. I have thought about this from just about every angle, uh, physically, in sport, and other uh, activities. I've thought about it as it relates to parenting, as it relates to business, as it relates to life. What is the key to success? I believe that one key, a common key, a common thread is this ability to continue moving forward. And I want to talk about that today in just a moment. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. 
Hello and welcome to the March or Die show today. Very glad to have you joining me. And as we get started today, I want to remind you, as I do every single episode, when you get a chance, and it may not be right this second, but when you get a chance, go over to jeremystalnicker.com, jeremystalnicker.com. I point you there right up front so that you know, and it's really easy just using my name, you know where to go if you miss any of today's content. If you want to connect with me on social media, other podcasts I'm involved in, my blog is there. Everything can be found at jeremystalnicker.com. So please go and check that out. What is the superpower that we all have access to? This is what I started talking about at the top of the show before our first break. That's superpower. (laughs) And it really is a superpower because so many people don't hang on to it. But what it is, is a superpower that we all have access to. You don't have to get involved in some kind of an industrial accident or be bit by a radioactive animal (laughs) or come from another planet to have this superpower. You simply need to grab a hold of it, hang on, and keep moving forward. Persistence, consistency, showing up. When I think about using that word persistence, I sometimes think of perspiration, that it's a lot of hard work and it's getting up and just grinding day after day. And and I know a lot of people teach that you need to be in the grind. You need to be grinding all the time and, and just getting after it all the time. When I hear that though, it can become overwhelming because it sounds like life needs to be miserable if you want to have any measure of success. You're always grinding. You're always working. You get up earlier. You stay up later. You're working harder. There are a lot of very successful people that grind all of the time. They get up earlier, they stay up later, uh, they're working all the time. That's not what I'm talking about when I talk about persistence or when I'm talking about, more specifically, consistently showing up. I I believe that there are phases, there are times when we need to grind, times we need to get after it, times we need to get up earlier and stay up later and work harder and work longer. Uh, I I had a podcast on balance uh, not too long ago, a couple weeks ago. Go and check that out. I talk about that. There's seasons for that. But you can't live your life consistently grinding, getting up earlier, staying up later, working all of the time, unless all you want to do is find success in one very narrow aspect of life. If you want to be a person that is successful, I would suggest or submit, I would push forward the idea that real success comes to the person who has success in the various baskets of life, the various areas that they care about, that list of priorities that we talked about a few weeks ago. Success comes when you're successful in your relationship with God and your relationship with others. When you're successful at work, you're accomplishing what you need to accomplish and you're advancing at work. When your uh, physical health is where it needs to be because you're consistently working at that, you're finding success. But what is the key to success in every one of those areas? It's consistently showing up. That's the superpower. You see, most people, if they don't find what they would define as success quickly, then they walk away. They don't consistently, over a long period of time, show up. They give up. Maybe they have more potential than you. Maybe they have a higher IQ than you. Maybe they have more opportunity or advantages than you do. But instead of leveraging those over the long term, consistently showing up, they go for the quick win. And if it happens, they move on to something else. If it doesn't happen, they also quit and move on to something else. 
But real success in life comes to consistently, uh, comes when we consistently show up. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Part of it, I, I think, is my age. I'm getting older and I don't know where you are as you listen to this. Maybe maybe you're a lot older than me. Maybe you're a lot younger than me. Uh, whatever the case. I have older kids now that are moving on, uh, moving out of the house. Uh, just had my son get married, started his job. My daughter starting her job with a big company. I mean, this is happening. This is life. Life is changing. And it's changing the way we want it to change, but it's changing. And so I'm thinking a lot about that. And uh, I'm at that age where I'm starting to look to kind of the next phase of my life and the relationship with my wife and in my family. So things are changing all of the time. And I start to ask questions uh, about success. What does success look like in the next 20 years? How do I get there? How have we gotten to where we are? I'm very proud of my kids. How have uh, we as imperfect parents, uh, me more imperfect than my wife, (laughs) have we as imperfect parents equipped our kids to go into the world and do the jobs that they're doing? How has that happened? I was asked not too long ago um, by a parent of young kids. How do you develop a relationship with your kids that allows you to be consistent in their life and have influence in their life and so that when they get older, they still want you around? How does that happen? I didn't exactly know what to say because I first tend to go to those areas that I've messed up. Maybe you do that too when someone asks you a question. I think about all of the things I didn't do right, the times I uh, wasn't everything that I should have been. Um, all, all of that in parenting. Parenting's a crazy, crazy thing. <laughs> you do your best, but there's still a lot of moments you look back on and wish you had done it different. And as this young parent asked me, how do you do that? How do you develop that relationship with your kids? I, I had to just answer the best way that I knew how with this. I didn't do it right all of the time. I still don't do it right all of the time. But to the very best of my ability, I consistently show up. (laughs) I'm consistently there. We were having this conversation about raising kids. I started to think about my own parents. And um, I think I've shared this before, but my parents, so busy doing so many different things. But when there was a game that we were involved in, when there was an activity at school, when there was something else that was going on, they did whatever they had to do. And, and it's funny when you're going through it as a kid, you don't think about this, but uh, they must have moved things and asked for time off or asked to work longer or get up earlier, do the other stuff so they could be there. They were consistently there, always consistently present. And in our parenting, we've tried to be consistently there, consistently present. What that has done is it's shown an example to my kids of what that looks like, that, that faithful life. But it's also provided an opportunity because we try to be consistently there in every stage of their life at the things that they're involved in. It has allowed us to have conversations, to be able to uh, work with them. Sometimes it's very direct teaching. Other times it's been mentoring. But it's developing because we're there. It's hard if you're not present in your children's lives to have influence in their lives. You can set up appointments and have times where you have decided this is the time I'm going to teach them things. But when you're present all of the time for the good and the bad, the fun and the not so fun, the times of confrontation and the times of encouragement, you're there. You have more influence for a longer period of time that then carries into adulthood because you're present. You've demonstrated through your presence that you care. 
there are better parents than me. <laughs> there are people who are much more equipped than me, people who have written the books and done the stuff and gone to the courses and taught the courses. But I'll tell you one of the most powerful things you can do as a parent, consistently show up. Let's talk about in your other relationships, in your relationship with your spouse. You need to listen well and love well and serve well. Again, we've talked about all of these things, but you need to be consistently there. So many people don't have good relationships with the person they're married to because when trouble comes, they leave. When a season of trouble comes, and this happens in relationships, particularly over the long term, when those seasons of trouble come, they leave permanently. (laughs) It's consistently showing up. It's putting in the work. And I'm not talking again about grinding and getting up earlier and staying up later and working harder and doing more. That needs to be a part of all of it. But what I'm talking about is consistently showing up, being there. And as you're there and you work through and you love and you serve and you care for one another and you're present, it's amazing the power of that. I'm thinking about this, uh, even physically, you, you look at people who are in shape and who work hard and who uh, stay healthy. That doesn't happen over a day or a week or a month or even a year. People who are able to use the bodies that God has given to them, to steward over them well, to take care of them and use them so that God can get all of the glory through the things that they do. I've talked about this. Uh, I've said that a lot today because I've talked about all these things before. But our bodies are what we have to do the work that God has set in front of us. If our bodies break down... We can't do the work that God has laid out in front of us. Now, God knows there are limitations. We're not all the same. But we have a responsibility to care for what we've been given. But here's what happens. A lot of people would agree with that statement. We have a responsibility to care for what we have been given. And so they'll start to do the work of eating well and exercising and taking care of themselves. But it takes so long to become healthy if you're not, and it become and it can become so difficult to maintain health if you have it, that people just give up. You know what's so powerful in taking care of yourself? Consistently showing up. More than a particular plan or program or regimen or diet, it's consistently showing up over the long term. It's amazing how many professional athletes will reach the pinnacle of their careers, not in year one or year two of their professional lives as athletes, but much later. And you look at that and you think, what what was the key there? What changed? They learned things along the way. They got better. They improved. But more than anything, they just consistently showed up. I think about my relationship with God. Life has a way of driving you either to God or away from Him. We live in a hyper-emotionalized time as it relates to Christianity and God. 
I'm not against emotion. And in fact, I think if we understand who God is and what he's done for us and his holiness and his love and the fact that he doesn't have to love us and he chooses to and all of those things, when we understand that, there should be an emotional response to that. I think as we read scripture, uh, there are times we should respond emotionally. I think when we hear a great song that speaks of God's holiness and who he is, that there should be an emotional response to that. I'm certainly not against that. But when we find ourselves in a place where we have to feel like reading our Bibles and feel like praying and feel like going to church and feel like doing what we know we're supposed to do before God. When we can only do the things we know we should do when we feel like doing them, then we're going to quit and we're going to walk away. Most people don't leave the church and leave an active relationship with God because something bad happened. Most people leave one small step at a time because they stop feeling like it and they drift away. An active, growing, going relationship with God should have moments of high emotion, moments where because of what's happening in life, we're hanging on to God, perhaps uh, begging Him in prayer to work in our lives times when we're rejoicing because of what he has done. The Christian life, that relationship with God should encompass all of it. But just like in every other area of our life, there will be times when we just don't feel like it. The people that you know in your life that sincerely have a growing, going, impactful relationship with God, I guarantee that a common thread in the lives of those people, and if you look hard, you'll see it, is that they consistently show up. They spend time in their Bible consistently. They spend time in prayer consistently. They spend time in church with other believers hearing the Word of God preached consistently. I'm not talking out of religious obligation or duty, but I'm talking out of a, a consistent life that says I'm going to do this because it's the right thing to do, because I want to grow in this relationship, and because I'm not going to allow how I feel or don't feel to push me one way or the other. I'm going to stay consistent in my walk with God, consistently showing up. And as you consistently show up, God continues to consistently work in your life. Understand that this is a very, very simple concept, but I want to tell you how <laughs> this brings so much encouragement to me. It is really easy for me, and maybe it's not for you, but it is really easy for me to fall into a mindset that looks at other people that understands what's happening in their lives. I can see where they are finding success, the good things that are happening. I, I observe their lives. And the Bible says we're not wise if we compare ourselves to others. But we can't help but see what other people are doing. And it's possible for me, I, this is 
not one of those good traits that people want to have. But this is where I go often. I can look at other people and I can conclude that because of what I see as my own limitations, I could never be that good, that successful. I could never accomplish that much. And then that brings me to a place where I look at my life and start to say things like this. What exactly have I accomplished? What exactly have I done? And then I take another step back, and this happens often. Again, not something that anyone would desire to have. I'm just telling you where I am. Sometimes I I step back and, and, and then look at all of that and think, well, what am I even doing then? I have nothing to offer. I'm not smart enough. I'm not talented enough. I don't have the same opportunities, perhaps, that someone else has. And all this stuff begins to roll around in my brain. And if I'm not careful, if I don't actively fight against that, I can just throw my hands up in the air and say, forget it. If you listen to this show, (laughs) I haven't used the phrase march or die once other than interesting the show, uh, 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 starting the show, introducing the show. But that's what we're talking about. I have the ability to take myself out of the game. I have the ability to look at what other people are doing, to reflect on my own life, to hyper-focus on what I see as limitations in my life, and quit. Now, I'm pretty good because I've been doing this for a long time. I'm pretty good at projecting that I'm doing stuff, that I'm going through the motions that I'm supposed to go through, and I've got things figured out. But in my heart, I know that I've stopped moving forward. What do we call that on this show? We call that death. What is death? Death is when you stop moving forward, when you look like you have it all together, but emotionally and spiritually and relationally, you're not. And you know it. What this idea of consistently showing up That success doesn't come to the perfect, but to the persistent. What this idea does for me is it gives me something to hang on to that I can do. Whether or not I'm as smart as someone else is not relevant. Whether or not I have the same opportunities is not relevant. Whether or not I came from the same place or... uh, have the same advantages or the same connect, whatever. It's not relevant. None of it matters. I'm not responsible for any of those things. What I am responsible for is consistently showing up. Back to the episode we did on balance. It's about looking at that list of priorities. God, my spouse, my family, my work, other relationships, Understanding that list of priorities and getting up every day and investing in every one. I can control that. And you know what happens when I do that? (laughs) I begin to see levels of success. Success is so weird. I heard someone say that it's a moving target. It's constantly being redefined. And once you get to what you think is success, you move to something else. It it changes. It's a moving target. My relationship with God grows. My understanding of him deepens. 
when I'm consistently there, I'm committed to that. My relationship with my wife, it grows and deepens. In spite of my imperfections, in spite of my uh, brokenness and my lack of the necessary abilities <laughs> that one sometimes has to have to be in a relationship, a close, intimate relationship, I know I have shortcomings, but consistently showing up and doing so with a desire to serve and to love, that relationship gets better. With my kids consistently showing up, I'm going to be there. I might come with mistakes. I might bring some things that I'll look back on later and wish I hadn't brought. But I'm going to do my best to love and to serve. I'm going to be there. Consistently showing up. There is so much power in that for me. I find so much hope there because there in life are so many things that I can't control, so many things that I have no ability to decide on or about. But whether or not I get up every day and put one foot in front of the other and march, that I can decide. And so can you. And I hope that with that thought in mind, you will find hope. When I talk about marching, when it would be easier to stay where you are and die, that could be almost an ominous thought. We talk about traumas and trials and difficulties that pop up in front of us and keep us from moving forward. Sometimes we are the trauma, the trial, and the difficulty. It's what's happening in our mind. And we need to be committed to simply taking the next step. Because when we consistently show up, we can recognize or realize the truth that success in life does not come to the perfect, but to the persistent. You want to be a superhero? <laughs> you want to use a superpower? Well, you have one. It's available to you. If you'll hang on to it, consistently showing up. I hope it's helped to you today. I know it's a very, very simple thought. One that I have been um, pondering and thinking on for quite a while. It, it, it's funny how these these thoughts get stuck in your brain and they just start rolling around. And for me, at least, uh, w once I start thinking about something like that, I have a hard time getting off of it <laughs> until I process through it and and uh, understand how that relates to me and, and hopefully others. Um, but man, there's so much power in that. and And I love the idea that in spite of the fact that we can't control a lot, there are some things we can control. And if we'll just focus on those, it's amazing how much simpler life gets, how much less our past and the other issues we seem to have have a hold on us and how we are able to move forward. And that can be such a, a helpful thing to me. If it is to you, I would encourage you to share this episode out with someone else. You know someone in your life that needs to hear that as well. And I trust that will be an encouragement to them. Before you are done listening to podcasts today, I would encourage you to jump over to Life Audio, lifeaudio.com. 
You can find my podcast, of course, and tons of other great content, great hosts there. In fact, this week, um, I have the opportunity of interviewing someone that has been on before, another Life Audio hosts, host, and uh, look forward to talking to him. Uh, great content there. Go and check that out. You won't be disappointed. Uh, so much so much help. The world has so much information and so much of it is depressing and you can find some great hopeful content on life audio please go and check that out that would be fantastic and i will remind you as i do every single week when the bullets are flying your direction when it seems like your world is out of control you only have two options you stay where you are and die or will you march the choice always yours. Thank you. We'll talk to you next time. Many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. We've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. Has fear stolen your peace? I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, helping you fight your fears and grow your faith. Subscribe at LifeAudio.com.